When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is it ever? I mean, the revolution just goes on and on at some point. It's just every time it gets me. It does. I think think it's not going to get me, but that damn Eli Braden. He's a songbird. He is. He is. Um, He's a songbird. Guy, are we still sharing the screen or what's going on? I mean, what's happening, guy? I mean, there we go. That's much better. Now I can see everybody. Well, I mean, I have to say, I'm very excited for today's guest. He's like, truly like, I, I, he's like a legend in comedy writing. I'm just going to say that, not just because he's old. Let's just call it what it is. Huh? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, you think about like Bob Hope, your fatty Arbuckles. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I always go, f- I always put fatty before Bob. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 No, but um, this guy just, he's just a legendary comedy writer and, um, and, and someone I've always, um, you know, deeply admired. Uh, the great Mike Scully is here from The Simpsons, ladies and gentlemen, oh. and many other things. <laughs> and everything you, Mike. I'm so happy you're here. This is just so exciting. We were just figuring out that we've never actually met in person. We're just Twitter buddies. Strictly Twitter. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a kick to be here. I uh, I canceled lunch with Shecky Green just to be here. Oh today. my God. Oh my God. Well, then you just have to sit through all those slappy white stories. Right? I'm sure you heard from the horse's mouth anyway. So, uh, 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 yeah, it's so, it's so good. I, I, I was thinking one of the first, of all the funny stuff you did, I remember it just got to be like 15 years ago at least um, during the writer's strike at a writer's skill meeting, there was like, um, we the giant meeting downtown, like by the um, the 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 uh, convention center, and and people were doing a forum of questions. And I don't remember the specifics of it, but Mike Scully got up to the mic and <laughs> slayed a bunch of angry, not working writers <laughs> with comedy. Just the way he listed what the grievances were, he put it in such a way, and it's the worst crowd of all of us because right. we're, we're just all no, you know. To, sometimes to laugh for somebody else is to acknowledge your own failings. He just, <laughs> he just, he just killed it. It was so good, man. It was labor disputes are fun. Oh, they're so much fun. <laughs> rife, uh, rife for comedy. All right. So we always like to do this. We have to ask now. How did you get started? What was as a kid? The did you want to do story. this? Yeah, we need to know your Marvel origin villain story. Uh, or uh, just. Uh, grew up in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, Wait a uh, minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Springfield. <laughs> okay. That's, That's a it's just, a, just a coincidence. But yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, is it really a coincidence? Yeah, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, because I didn't oh, really? get the Simpsons until like season, end of season four, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, That's but, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, just, just watching just hours and hours of TV with my brothers. Uh, you know, Dick Van Dyke show, Smothers Brothers, George Carl, you know, uh, tons of sitcoms, F Troop, <laughs> and yeah. Green Acres. And, uh, and then it just came around like when I got older, uh, after I graduated high school and tried to figure out what I wanted to, to do with my life, um, I, I went to college. Um, I, <laughs> I take it back. I attended college um, for a half a day. <laughs> for uh, half a day? <laughs> I went to a place called Holyoke Community College in Massachusetts and uh, was there, got there and instantly knew I didn't want to be there. And um, 
And if you if you quit in the first uh, 48 hours, you've got a full refund. So for a second, but did you did you used to like like show off your Holyoke Community College credentials to all the Harvard writers at um, oh my God. <laughs> ever wave that in their face and make them feel small? It was I'll tell you, it was when I started on that show, I made the mistake. I I I, I was hired by the show, but I wasn't starting for two weeks. And in in those two weeks, an article came out in Vanity Fair. And it was like the Simpsons, the dream team of TV comedy. So I made the mistake of reading the article <laughs> and and everything was Harvard, Harvard, Harvard. Right. <laughs> oh. And my biggest fear the first day was that someone was going to say, where'd you go to college? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, especially in those early days, it was such like a hallmark of the show that it was sort of like yeah. grad school from the lampoon. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, so. no, I think I even lied to Greg Daniels on my first day. <laughs> and I, I couldn't bring myself to say so I said UMass, like like in that because that sweetened the deal. <laughs> I think below a certain point they all look the same to Greg Daniels, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know anything, anything below Northwestern is might as well be, you know, Arizona State. I know. I, know. Yeah, I don't no, I don't typically no. throw my Sam Houston State University degree around, you know, it doesn't there get me go. anywhere. <laughs> okay, so you so you you drop you're you're a dropout from a community college, impressive start. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, worked uh, odd jobs in, in, in Springfield for about eight years. I was a, a janitor in a hospital. Oh uh, I was a driving instructor. This is fucking fascinating. amazing. When I turned 25 years old, I was sitting in a parking lot with my friends in a car drinking and I, I think listening to Fog Hat or something. <laughs> and, uh, Always been a fool for the city. And, yeah. yeah, and it was just one of those, like, I haven't had a lot of epiphanies in my life, but that was definitely one of like, a year from now, I don't want to be sitting in this parking lot again. <laughs> a moment of clarity. Yeah, so I- But you know what, up. there was nowhere to go but up, you know? But <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I I packed up, came, uh, drove across country with a friend, and uh, came to LA and just started to do like open mic nights, and mm. and meanwhile bought a bunch of used TV scripts at uh, Larry Edmonds bookstore in Hollywood, and started studying them, kind of like textbooks. Yeah, yeah I remember uh, that place. Yeah, because yeah, you, you could buy like you know used scripts for like four bucks. Oh uh, wow! And I just kind of taught myself how to write these and 11 short spec scripts later <laughs> wow that's all that's a, now did you did you like when you were in high school did you have any aspirations for to be in comedy i mean you're obviously funny and i think like you're innately funny so i i, I wonder it, it there was all i always liked writing and wow. yes I, I there was a bit of um you know i was kind of a smart ass with teachers frequently yes. being moved to the like the back corner of the room oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff but and you know and i love tv but i i never knew anybody that did it you right. know? i yeah. didn't know anybody in the business never you know and like the closest i had the connection to showbiz my uncle had a big band he was a jazz trumpet player he wow. was like wow. and he once introduced me to the three stooges <laughs> I mean, starstruck. All I can say is, even before your career gets started, you're more fascinating in the backstory than most people we have. You're hanging with the Three Stooges, teaching driving. Well, it was two of the Three Stooges. One of them wasn't there because there. It was Larry's wife had passed away. <laughs> so it was two of the three, but I got to meet Mo, and that's what it was all about. It's all it's about Mo. It's, <laughs> it's all about Mo. That was the spinoff that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> I'm gonna keep walking. I'm gonna keep walking through. So, you, did you literally write like eleven specs? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, wow. I, you know, I was very like naive. I didn't really know what I was 
you know, doing so, I just kept at it. And each time they would get rejected. And you could also submit your own scripts back then. You didn't have to have an agent. Yeah. So I was sending them in, you know, you could get, they would give you like a, a legal form from the studio that basically said, I waive all my rights. Please steal this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, but each time I was getting rejected, I was kind of moving up a notch. Like it, it was, you know, read by like a story editor the first time, and then the next uh, was read by an executive story editor. And, they, and you do get better as you write them. I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and some uh, people like took the time. Sam Simon actually took the time to uh, read a taxi spec I had written oh, wow. and, and sent me a nice little encouraging note. And then uh, several years later, he called me while I was working at the Glendale Galleria and he had read a cheer spec I had written. And, and he said, we're not going to buy the script, but there's a lot of things I like about this. And I'd love to go through it with you if you have the time. And I was oh. the only one working in the store and it was Christmas in the, in the mall. And, you know, the place is packed. I just left all the customers out front, closed the door <laughs> to the back room. I didn't care if I got fucking fired or anything. No, not at that point. This no. call is not going to come again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he went through the script with me page by page. Wow. Like what he didn't like, gave me his thoughts on things. And that, even though it was a rejection, it was one of those rejections where you feel like, all right, I'm on the right path here. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. So eventually I wound up writing jokes for uh, Russian comedian Yakov Smirnov. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I did that for a while. Then Yakov got a show, a sitcom called What a Country. I remember he this. Under the staff of that. Uh, it was Yakov and Don Knotts was in the show. <laughs> what year is that around? Uh, that was 1986. And that was your, was that your first like... It was like my first Cast. real staff job. Yeah, yeah. I had written a few like sketch things and some uh, jokes, but that was like the first real or like job. writer's yeah. room. And a, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and then there it's like. Um, and obviously that show made TV history. We remember. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was excited because just to be on the staff of a show. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. so yeah. It's like, like that's there's nothing like it. I don't care what you're writing. Yeah, 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 and I got to meet Don Knotts. It was like, <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Olympic, you you know, you got yeah. to meet him. Actually, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what did that lead to? Because I I was just talking in a college the other day, and it was like, and I was saying like, it's really hard to get the first job, and it's equally hard to get the second job. That you don't like, like, mm -hmm. and you just weed out so many people on that second job. So. I know like when you can manage to get that next uh, trapeze swing in your hands. Yeah, I, I wound up on a show, again, hold your applause, uh, a show called Out of This World. Oh my God, oh, I, I fucking love that show. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I know, my I'm sister thinking, and I never missed that show. Wait, I'm thinking of Small Wonder. What was Out of This World? I think everybody, everybody always says, oh, the one with the little girl who's a robot. Like, no, no mine no. was the one. <laughs> I watched that one too. Don't kid yourself. I know the difference. The other one was, what was Out of This had, World? Her dad was an alien. She comes back to Earth to find her mom. Oh my God. Yeah, it was the best show. Yeah, with Donna Pesca. Do you remember who did the voice of the dad? Or you were a kid, you probably didn't know. The voice of the dad. Who was the voice of the dad? Oh, was it Burt Reynolds? It was Burt Reynolds. Yeah. He was going through the Lonnie Anderson divorce. <laughs> and he needed money. <laughs> By the way, which yeah, led which exactly led to me to my first sitcom job, Evening Shade. Um after the divorce was it was it was so it was exactly the same. It was like he was all wrecked from that. So. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> the only reason I even really knew that it was Burt Reynolds, and I can't believe I came up with it that quickly, was because occasionally my sister and I'd be watching it. My mom would just, you know, breeze through the living room and go, Oh, Burt Reynolds, what a fox. <laughs> and she would just hear his voice and know it was Burt Reynolds. You're like, Jesus, keep it in your pants, mom. <laughs> I cannot believe you wrote on that show. That's amazing. How so long? clearly that led to your career. But how long did you do that show? Uh, much longer than I planned. Um, I really thought it was going to be kind of a one season deal. I wound up being there for four seasons. Oh my God. Uh, well, I'll, the very short version is the showrunner, I, I was there as a story editor. The showrunner quit the show in the middle of the season without telling 
there was executive producers who were overseeing the show. He had had a falling out with them, came to the writing staff one day and said, listen, I'm not going to be here tomorrow, but don't act like you know anything is going on. <laughs> so he just didn't show up the next day and they made me showrunner. But they story editor to showrunner? You probably and <laughs> They oh, gave me they gave me a title of supervising producer, kept my salary at story editor. <laughs> so you got a story editor salary yeah. with showrunner not going to sleep ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Burt Reynolds has all the money. Is all yeah. That is so crazy. Wow, that's but I mean, well, I get why you would stay there for four years. I mean, that's actually like a pretty safe way to train for that. Exactly. I could kind of make a lot of mistakes in relative obscurity. You know? Yeah. Right. And it's hard to recognize, I'm sure, a bad out of this world from a good out of this world. I'm sure. Yes. It's very, very, <laughs> no offense. I say this as someone who consulted, produced on um, on Stacked with Pam Anderson. So like, I, I speak from some experience. But uh, um, But wow. And so having done that, okay. and where are you at this point? Are you like 30 at this point? Are you like in your... Yeah, I'm like at that point. Oh, yeah, I'm like, like 33, 34. Okay, and, and so I, where, where does that lead? What, what goes from there? I'm sorry, this is so fascinating. <laughs> this timeline is fascinating. I went from there. To, I went to a show called Top of the Heap with Joe Bologna and a pre-friends Matt LeBlanc. Oh, wow. Uh, and then that got canceled. And I had a dry spell for a while. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I get a call from The Simpsons. Um, out of nowhere in season four? Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. They had read, uh, somebody at Gracie Films had read. I At that point, I had like a spec. I think I had the first spec Larry Sanders script in town. Um, I had a spec Larry Sanders and a spec Seinfeld. And uh, wound up getting a meeting, and uh, they offered a job. Dave Dave Merkin hired me, and um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I actually it was the first time I ever had two offers at the same time. I also got an offer from the show Coach. Oh, oh well, yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Right, and I actually wanted. To, I was really leaning toward Coach because I love Jerry Van Dyke. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> was great. <laughs> And my wife is literally shaking me, saying, are you nuts? It's The Simpsons. That's amazing. Yeah. I love Jerry Van Dyke because when, and it was like, what it was sort of one of those first like absurdist jokes I got. I was really young. I might've been like seven, but my mom was watching Merv Griffin and he was on there and he just said, I'd give my right arm to be ambidextrous. <laughs> And I thought that my whole body shook at the fun of that. Well, I, from that moment on, I always had a very fond feeling for Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was um, always a sucker for those kind of like TV, um, people like Jerry Van Dyke, Tim Conway, yeah. um, oh. T Tommy Smothers, and oh. like people who just make you laugh as soon as they're on camera before they even talk. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the look on their face is that thing of like where you know it's coming. Like you're yeah. just waiting. You like you know it's coming. It's about yeah. To... Martin Short does, still does it to me oh, to this day. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I love all that stuff too. And wow, I mean, I want to get into The Simpsons a lot, but I want to know like first of all, how are how many seasons of The Simpsons for you? For me, uh, I was with the show twenty eight seasons. Uh, between full time and consulting, yeah, twenty eight. And did you like just decide you wanted to do something else? Uh, no, Disney decided. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, shit, I'm sorry. You got too expensive, right? Uh, no, they were. There's been you know some after them buying twentieth and all that. There was a little budget coming uh, down. So yeah, after twenty, and at that point, I was doing one day a week. So we always knew each year when the budget was being squeezed, there's like five of us who come in one day a week. Like, like we yeah. must be at the top of that list every year. We're, we're, we're gamble and pros on that list as well. Yes, yeah. I, think, yeah, I love those guys. Um, uh, um, and how many episodes, so like 28 seasons, how many episodes do you know that you wrote? Like that your name is attached to? Yeah, credited writer. Well, well the credited actual writer. credited writers, maybe about 20. 
but then uh, of course it's yeah and then but i was there for and actually i just got one um i'm doing one now i just turned in the script we did a little table we're table reading next thursday um so, and it's the first one i've written in 20 years for them that's amazing i gotta say i don't know if you've been watching the show this season the simpsons this season because I, I always would check yeah. in but for some reason i got into it this season again yeah it's been great it's like had a real renaissance and like they it, it, it's it just it, i don't know it's been really funny yeah no they're doing a lot of like it's you know uh, matt selman and yeah. al jean are running the show and uh they're you know they're doing they're trying more experimental stuff and and I think the show has had a and I can say this unbiased because yeah. I haven't been a part of it the last you know season or two that I, I think it has kind of had a creative resurgence and um, people are and, talking about it again yeah. yeah and I think during the pandemic also we were hearing from a lot of parents who's like we're home with their kids all day yeah. and they were like writing like DMing on Twitter like thank you so much I have a place to plant my kids <laughs> uh, and once the kids start liking the show they see a few episodes and they like it then when they find out there's over 700 of them uh it's yeah. a parent it's a you know, it's fantastic a for parents it's daycare <laughs> it's daycare you yes, just exactly. push play and you're like <laughs> yeah, I, and I they're also like with twitter and everything there had been such a huge thing with the simpsons predicting the future like Oh, how yeah. many different things that's been insane was there any Although of that I will stuff say, I, 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 it's true but i think a lot of that just has to do with the sheer volume of episodes right <laughs> it could, it oh, could totally. be you're bad you know bound to nail them on the head there oh totally like you know the, the trump thing was just one of those late night you know joke you just needed a name to finish the joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was a fantasy of the future where lisa's the president right yeah. It was like, okay, we inherit. I inherited a, 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 a disastrous economy, courtesy of, and it just blank. And we were just throwing out names, uh, and that but was you like needed that, that last name to pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Trump, perfect. Yeah, yeah, um, that was like ninety nine. Like Mike Reese says, like, who would be the stupidest person in America? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you. I think you solved that for that puzzle. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, here's my. This is the question I always loathe and i only have to pick from 250 of the episodes whether but what is what was like if you pick like five episodes that really like just stick with you like if somebody who's never watched the simpsons like what are the episodes you i not stop me but like what are the yeah. episodes you love the most can you do yeah. it oh shit man um i would say early like the first one that i actually saw was bart the daredevil that's the one where he, he goes over the gorge, gorge on the skateboard and then homer winds up yeah endless fall Homer's yeah. fall. and he's like i'm gonna still, do it i'm gonna do it yeah. it's one of the funniest sequences i've ever seen on tv likewise Laugh uh, yeah so that's one um let's see i'm just gonna throw a few out uh, bart sells his soul which is a greg daniels show where oh, he yeah. sold a oh, mill yeah, house yeah. for like five dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a really funny, very sweet episode. Oh man. Uh Lisa's marriage is a great one. I'm always I'm a sucker for the Homer Lisa Me episodes. Too. Yeah. yeah. You have daughters? I have five daughters. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I do. But it really they it tugs my heartstrings in a in a way. So I'm with you too. Yeah, yeah. And let's see, I'll go to a, a couple of, uh, the one where Bart gets caught shoplifting because it's based on me getting caught shoplifting when I was 13. <laughs> and then the just for fun one was the rock and roll fantasy camp episode where we oh. had Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Tom Petty, uh, you know, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> that was just a blast. No, that was, that was, that that was amazing. I mean, just all the voices that came out. That's 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 amazing. I always like go with the one that like got me to see like, oh, that isn't that's like what you should aspire to in storytelling. Just from a structural point, was yeah. Mr. Plow. Oh, like, Mr. Plow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I watched that, it's like it basically became a different story at every act break. Yeah. But it was cohesive. It was and and so freaking funny. Yeah, and that uh, brilliant ending of how he saves them by tuning the turning the radio dial. Just so the, <laughs> just bounces, <laughs> the little dial thing. It's so it's so, Actually, so good. 
a couple of years or a few years back, I'm trying to think when it was, I was in Sacramento at the punchline and I remember walking out, I was performing there and there was this couple and the guy was just hammered to shit. And he was like falling in the bushes. His girlfriend's like trying to get him in the car. And I see him fall over and he was wearing a Mr. Plow jacket. <laughs> and like, I couldn't, I couldn't even offer help. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I hope, I hope he gets home okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that jacket's badass though, thanks. I also, lo- I also love when they went on strike at the power plant. There were so many oh. great lines in that. Like, she's singing the protest song. And then, I forgot who it was, Lenny says, now do classical gas. Yeah. <laughs> and I refer to that episode, I want to find a gif of it because I think about this i was thinking about it with elon musk and like and taking over twitter i was thinking like when he when when um mr burns says maybe homer simpson was not the brilliant tactician we, or whatever <laughs> yeah. he he was, he's going in a circle whoop, 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 around <laughs> and i feel that that moment applies to so many people who've let you down yeah whose yeah. <laughs> intelligence you've overestimated <laughs> Um, I feel like there's a million quotes that I could do from The Simpsons that are my favorite, like from different episodes. But I think mine was the one where Milhouse's parents got divorced. That was my favorite episode. That's a great one. Yeah, it has it that was... that horrible song that Kirk wrote for like, her. <laughs> can I borrow can a feeling? Borrow a feeling? <laughs> oh my god, so bad. Uh, oh, but all the songs, like the the Planet of the Apes musical. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I, oh, the, I the one where they're in Branson, Missouri. The Branson, Missouri episode. Yeah, was yeah. <laughs> there was a line in that one, and I think it was um, what's his name? He wrote a lot of the songs. Um, um, he was on Letterman. Um, getting his name on your show. But he was like, I hate every ape I see from Chimpan A to chimpanzee. <laughs> oh, that, that line is actually uh, David Cohen, who created co-created Futurama. It's so good. That line is just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know who you're thinking of, Jeff Martin. Jeff Martin, yes, I could. I've heard yeah. him, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, but that, I don't know if David, the whole song, it might have been a combination of Jeff and Dave, but I remember David came up with that line. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, th- there are certain ones you just like. I, I, there's so lo- so many of those lines. I would die oh. out on a whole career. <laughs> I remember seeing Rand, just it was one of those. Oh, what a good celebrity signing! It was some party, and I'm like, that's Charo. Like, holy shit! And all I could think of was like, I shake my maracas, and then <laughs> ba maracas. <laughs> it was Mr. T and her. Like that line, I just love it. I see Charo for the first time, and that's what popped into my head. Not like, oh my god, it's Charo. It's like I wanted to sing that fucking Simpsons song to her. Uh, the, 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 the show totally changed the way I wrote comedy, and I thought it's suddenly like the stuff that I you know, I had become you know so regimented to like the multicam and the form and the rhythms and that, and this kind of let me it, it lets you go anywhere you know, and and also like those kind of Monty Python type you know flights of fantasy, <laughs> flights of fancy you can do yeah. all that stuff. It was brilliant. What was your what was your growing up for your daughters? What was their relationship to the show? Like, what was like, you know, I in, in my early career, my kids were sort of when my not my early career, but when my kids were quite little. They knew I did TV and I would do these things, but it wasn't. But when you know, when Modern Family hit for me, they were right at the age. They were the same age as the kids on the show, actually, and yeah. and so it it inhabited their lives in a way. I was wondering what it was like for your children. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they thought my my youngest was like three at the time. But no, as they got older, they, they definitely thought it was cool. And then and then they discovered guys. Uh, but <laughs> then they figured out a way to parlay the, the show to, to, <laughs> and to uh, connect so, with guys. The social <laughs> currency. I, I watched yes, it. Exactly. I, I, I said, I like, wait, once, this helps me. This benefits me. <laughs> I told my son once, maybe at soccer practice, don't wear the Modern Family t-shirt. We don't. <laughs> We don't need you to yeah. do a commercial for that. Unlike <laughs> the commercial we need to do right now. Oh, our, that's by the way, my favorite thing to do is to transition into you the nailed it. seamlessly. You I nailed had that it. in my head. Even so we're going to take a break. We're going to talk to one of our, talk about one of our sponsors yes. whose product or service um, or device you're going to love. Doing it, Nation. Buckle up because Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find that was a good windup. The oh, latest odds. Uh, you're gonna learn matchup info. 
I'm doing it very naturalistic. Like I'm not reading. That's why I'm doing these pauses. You're also going to learn player news and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Here's look, guys. I'm going to level with you. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even, get ready, golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag. Yeah, you heard me right. Betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50, that is CLNS50, to receive all your rewards. CLNS50. CLNS50. It's that easy to remember. CLNS50. I mean, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, that's actually, um, when I go to the ATM, guess what my passcode is? I know, I know. CLNS50. I'm glad you changed it from one, two, three, four. Um, (laughs) Then online. It's where the game starts. It is where the game starts. That's the tagline. And we're back. Oh my God. Thanks for thanks for uh, supporting that great sponsor. Take Um, taking a taking a risk, taking a gamble, if you will. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was bet online, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) So, what are you currently doing? We we talked about it just in this break, but let's pretend we didn't. What are you? What are you up to now? Tell us. (laughs) Hmm. Let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I just got done. We've done uh, three seasons of an animated show called uh, Duncanville uh, with Amy Poehler, Ty Burrell. It's a great cast. Rashida Jones. Uh, Who's the writers on that? Wiz show? Khalifa. <laughs> oh, that's right, Wiz Khalifa. Who are the writers on that show? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, what? Who are some of the writers on that show? Oh, I co-created the show with uh, my wife, Julie, and Amy. So they're on staff. Uh, Aaron Lee, Asim Batra, uh, a great team. Uh, Anthony Gio, Nick Mandernach, uh, Andy Lee, my daughter, Sarah Scully, who you might know from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a really fun staff. John Viner did two seasons. That's, uh, oh, that's, 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 that's the guy I knew on there. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. That's that's fun. And uh, um, we'll we'll send links and promote that out. Jenny? What um, like no, so I had actually a question about the Simpsons movie. Now, you were definitely, you wrote the screenplay for that, right? Uh, well, it was a group. I always call yeah. it, it was like the singular vision of 11 people. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and then it's whoever gets the, whoever's lucky to get the main title. Yeah, there was, it kind of started with a core group of like seven, seven or nine people like, you know, Jim Brooks and Matt Groening, uh, of course, and Al Jean and I. And then we had like Dave Merck and George Meyer, John Schwartzwelder, John Vitti and Mike Reese, I think, wow. started out. And then it grew from there. <laughs> so. It was really good. I mean, the pressure on that movie yeah. must have been enormous. Like of creating, yeah, that... like because you, the, the show itself, especially that, there, there, it was just like, it was, you were, everybody was looking for what's going to be the Simpsons first misstep. Because it, you know, it, you because you were just such a dynasty. Yeah, no, when we were trying to break a story for the movie, it it was, there was a lot of regrets of like, why didn't we do this 10 years earlier? <laughs> yeah. We kept running into episodes we had done. Yeah. Uh, really? You know, yeah. And then, or realizing, shit, this episode would have made a great movie. <laughs> you know? Like the well, one with never- Albert Brooks, where they the Simpsons move oh to the God. new town. Yes. You know, that episode kept coming in so long, we had to keep cutting storylines out of it and we realized damn it this would have made a great fucking movie (laughs) Uh, so yeah there was this sense of we're now competing with the show and new episodes are still coming on the air at the same time so Al Jean was literally going up and down stairs like upstairs was the TV writing room downstairs was the movie room wow (laughs) to that end this story may be apocryphal but I've heard it from two different writers that like somebody going to pitch you guys in like season 20 or something like that and they were pitching I I, I don't remember the specifics but it was maybe like they they were pitching a a story where Mo starts a religion and somebody one of the showrunners says 
well, okay, so we've had Lisa have a religion, we had Apu have a religion. I don't think we've done Mo. Yeah, but they went down a list because when you've done that many episodes, like how does that work in the show at this point? Or certainly once you cross like a couple hundred episodes, how do you even a hundred episodes, how do you like avoid and your characters don't age? So how do you avoid yeah. the repeating of it? Yeah, I, it definitely does come up a lot. And uh, what we will try to do is, because a lot of times now, especially like over the last, say, 10 years, we'll be two thirds into breaking a story before somebody in the room remembers. Like, we did it. I think we've done this. <laughs> or like, And then we have to go to Wikipedia and look yeah. up the plot. <laughs> you have to Google yourself to see yeah. what you've done. <laughs> and wow. a lot of times we're, particularly if we've, and you know how it is, like, breaking stories is so hard and time consuming and if you get that far in and you're loving it and then suddenly somebody remembers that we've done it for your first instinct is to just fire that person <laughs> i get so because there's always that guy in the room on anything we've had a couple of them i call them professors but they're like well they did that on season three of modern of uh mama's family and it's like <laughs> How about you pitch something then? Uh, but uh, um, but that's yeah. Amazing. But we try, so we'll try to like steer around what we've done before, find a fresh angle, and and just make sure we avoid certain specific beats of the story rather than throw the whole thing out. So there's a certain embracing, I would imagine, to get this far into the run. That okay, we are going to have on occasion similarities with stories we've done just because we've done so many stories. But how can we make them like? Oh yeah, like certain ones we just like like Homer getting a new job. Yeah. I mean, we've done that probably uh, 60, 70 times. <laughs> over the and it just goes back to the power plant again. <laughs> yeah, and it became when I first got there, if he like took a new job, we would always do the scene where he quit uh to Mr. Burns and then where he had to get his job back at the end. And then over time we realized we really don't have to do those scenes anymore. The <laughs> audience knows. He got his job back. He'll get his job back. And uh, John Sportswelder, there was a great one of his jokes in one of the scripts where I forgot which job Homer was taking. And Marge is like, you know, you know, can't you get your job back? And he's like, not the way I quit. <laughs> you didn't even see what it, what happened. <laughs> oh, I love that. Do, do you have a favorite character that you like to write for? Like, was there a particular Simpsons character that was your favorite? Yeah, I'm mean, a huge sucker for Homer. Uh, yeah. You know, the character is just like comedy gold and can do and yeah. it can go through like in one speech can go through like four different moods. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and those highs and lows are so much fun to write. And Dan Castellaneta is so funny performing them. Oh, his yeah. voice. Is yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's always fun to write. Mo, uh, I'm, I like Mo a lot because he reminds me of like the neighborhood I grew up in in Massachusetts. He, I, he just feels like a lot of those guys, those guys, even though in the show he's a bartender, we had a bar just on the next block from my house, one of those bars that would open at 6 a.m. Yeah. before the guys would go to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew those. I saw one. We had a couple of those in, near me in New Jersey, so I knew those. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> really sad. Where you go down at like four in the afternoon and pull your dad out. <laughs> yeah, it was. Your mom goes, "Go get your father." Was... <laughs> oh man, that's so. That's so. Yeah, funny. They're all fun. I mean, the show has so many great characters. That's one of the. Uh, other you know secrets I think to the longevity is we've been able to do episodes about non-family characters. You know we always make sure to have someone in the family involved, but we've done great episodes about you know oh. uh, Mr. Burns and Krusty, and you know uh, so th that opens up the show a lot too when you can explore even like in the recent years they did like an episode about comic book guy getting married and things yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I mean i have always had a soft spot for uh ralph wiggum i just oh, oh yeah. my god i did too i choose you choose you and how oh. much he loved that you know all the way through it's like wow what a character or he just yeah. my cat's name is mittens and then that's <laughs> it like, that's, that's it period <laughs> i'm like i'm in i love this kid. yeah no it's so good um such a great show well um so anything to promote before we get, well, no, we'll say, just say promotions for the end. Let's talk about what yeah. we've been watching now. Yeah. 
What have you been watching, Mike? Do you want to? Oh, move? I'm watching now. Well, uh, I was actually telling Guy at the beginning here. Um, Springsteen on Howard Stern. Ah, uh, I got to watch that. I haven't great... seen that yet. It's been, I had already listened to the entire interview, you know, the first time around, just over the radio. <laughs> really? <laughs> but now I get to see them talking and saying the same yeah. thing. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been a, I mean, anybody who's worked with me knows I've been a Springsteen fan for coming up on 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm from New Jersey, so it was sort of the law. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in fact, I, in fact, I, rejected him a lot in high school because I thought it was I wanted to be cool and it was like and by the end of my senior year I was like what am I doing he's great (laughs) (laughs) why am I trying to be so different what else are you watching so yeah so that um and as long as I'm on Bruce there's a great thing on prime video there's a Bruce concert from 1979 the no nukes concert it's on prime video it's fucking amazing. Uh, it's, it's only great. like, it's n- only 90 minutes. It's literally like half a concert. Yeah. Um, Jackson but Brown. But yeah, but it's, this is just Bruce. It's oh, just, it's just the Bruce set. Just Bruce, just his two nights, they co- cobbled together. Cause when they released the movie, he agreed to only have three songs in the movie, I think. See, I saw uh, that movie. Is, I didn't see. I didn't know that there was just his set. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's it's two sets like edited together. So it's really fun to watch. But other shows, um, Abbott Elementary. I'm going straight to a network show here, Broadcast Network. Love Abbott Elementary. Um, it, I think it's it's one of those shows. That remind, I was fortunate enough to be on Parks and Rec for a few years. Yeah, and the tone is very much in. Uh, if you enjoyed Parks. I think you'll like it. It's a show that you, when you're done watching it, you kind of feel good about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, it is it a, is a I mean, feel I, good show. It's very it's positive. You, yeah. And you want to believe it's like with parks. I wanted to believe that there was people in government that actually gave a shit. Yeah. Really did want to make things better. Uh, and it was not a mean spirited show. And uh, Abbott has a lot of those same qualities for me. Anyway, I, I, I want to believe these teachers exist because teachers made such a huge difference in my life. And obviously, I, I'm talking elementary school teachers. Not college. I, I don't know yeah. any college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Abbott. Uh, I, I think Ghost is fun too. I heard that was good. I want to watch that. Yeah. Oh, uh, somebody somewhere. And what is uh, that? Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's Bridget Everett. The Bridget Everett show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, it's very yeah, sweet. We, my wife and I just kind of, we didn't know much about it. And we said, well, let's give it a shot. And it, it's almost like hypnotic. You kind of get pulled into the world. And it's really good and a really great cast. Yeah. So those are some of them. Last night, I met the Fablemans. Uh, oh, so. yeah. How was that? Well, way to bury the lead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, all right. Did you went to a premiere of that? It, it's tough, you know. It's there were some really cool things in it for sure. It's always tough, I think, when people do stories of their own lives. I agree. Because- that's 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 what I feared about. I, what, just in your tone, I mean, I'm sure it's brilliantly done and very personal to him. But I, I, I can imagine that, like, I don't know if it would pull me through a whole movie as a successful. Well, it's always like in TV, I always tell writers, like, if you're basing a series or a story, like on something that happened to you, it doesn't have to be exactly the way it happened to you, because there might be a more entertaining second act than what happened to you. (laughs) So leave yourself open to explore the what ifs, like, what if I had done this instead of that, what might have happened? That sort of this conversation with so many writers. It's cool that that happened to you and started, right. but like, yeah. in, but we have the advantage of like taking that and making it even cooler. Yeah, yeah. So that that's basically I've been I've been watching a lot of Bruce, I guess. Basically, yeah, no, yeah. It sounds like you're gonna get me into it. What about you, Jen? Um. Well, I've been you know I I have got that Marvel writing gig, so I've been in Marvel movie watching oh, wow. land. Um, oh, cool. but. Besides all those, which I have enjoyed for the most part, that has yeah. been fun. It's just that they're each three hours long. I watched the Sheryl Crow documentary on Showtime. Have y'all seen this yet? No, I haven't seen it. No, I highly either. recommend it. It was really, really so good. And she's just such a cool, open, honest person. And you think like, 
you know, you forget like, oh, now she's like a rock and roll legend. I still think of her as like when I got my first Sheryl Crow CD. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. she still feels new to me. Like, she still feels I like. I remember my friend playing and... leaving Las Vegas, and I was like, "Who is this?" I was like, "Oh," and watching the documentary, I'm like, "Oh my god, I forgot about that song too." Oh, that's me in college. Like, it, it was such a great documentary. Love that. And then I also really enjoyed Wednesday on um, Netflix. I did too, actually. Um, like, yeah, it's like for 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 YA. It's really well done, and the acting in it is fantastic. The acting, yeah, Gwen Christie, you know, I know, you're, uh, love her, and uh, yeah, and that uh, Jenna Ortega is amazing in it. She's fantastic, yeah. And I, I like a Tim Burton. I like a Tim yeah. Burton project. So yeah, those are my recommendations. What What's about the you, Marvel Danny? thing you're writing on? Can I ask her? Um, it's a thing right now that I'm doing. It's like with you know, GQ magazine, but I have to like leave comedy commentary throughout all of these movies. Oh, and, so, <laughs> oh, and wow. I'm because I'd never seen them before, so it's like, and I've started live tweeting my my movie watching just because it's made it more fun for me. And also, <laughs> all these people are like, I can't believe you just get to watch Infinity War right to Endgame. Like we had to wait a year. <laughs> you know, like that's bullshit. I'm like, I'm like, well, I had to. I watched Infinity War. I walked around and cried for a long time, <laughs> and I had to come back and watch Endgame. And they're like, imagine waiting a year. Watch uh -huh. the end of that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What about I you, Daniel? Oh, you know what's really good on HBO Max? I two episodes released right now is um, the Shaquille O'Neal docuseries mm. on um, on HBO Max. It's really stylized and well done, and he's very he's so compelling. He, like he's telling the story as they go in, yeah. and they shot. I don't know. I just genuinely liked it. Um, yeah, because he he's also very honest about his flaws. Yeah. But he's just, like that's he, what I like about Shaquille. He just tells he's you. He's also facts, pretty like. funny about it, and uh, <laughs> so I, I I enjoyed that. God, I can't even remember. I'm sure this always happens. We'll finish the podcast. <laughs> be like, how did I not bring up that? <laughs> yeah. I, I like, know. Oh, shit. What was I watching on Hulu? That just, oh oh the Chippendales thing. I forgot. Yeah, I that's, the what Chippendales. It is. that's what it was. I like the Chippendales. <laughs> it's really good. Like, it's oh, really, really good. Oh. It's really good. Like, and 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 Kumail is Kumail's doing like amazing work in this. I mean, like, not just at he's doing amazing work because it's a real descent into becoming a horrible person. Like it's one of those yeah. stories. Oh, and yeah. and it has a real interesting. I actually when I so this is like, I moved out here in 1988 and like in, I started writing late night in probably 1990, my first writing job. But like, we would go to, we would go to like clubs. I was very young and very high most of the time. And, but like <laughs> a, a friend of ours, like was a bartender was like, he, he was like a dancer there at the one in West LA. And it was like, and he's like, oh, you got to come down to Chippendales. And we're like, well, we're not going to go. No, they let in guys afterwards and it's the best party. Cause like, the women are all yeah. worked up. Like, yeah, okay, they're all horned up and ready to. <laughs> he was so right. It was like I did. I never felt more gorgeous than <laughs> when those girls when they let the boys in, and like I could. And there was a big line, and I could get in the front because my friend was there, and it was like, yeah, it was a great time. So watch. Chip I love that. Yeah, the Chip in, in that show, by the way, also like Murray Bartlett, the acting on it, Juliette Lewis is amazing. Like everyone that's in it is oh, fantastic. Sure. I gotta see that. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, anything you want to, we're, we're wrapping up, but anything you want to plug? Uh, God, right. Well, uh, season three of Duncanville is on Hulu right now. Uh, people want to watch it. It was a, a fun season. We had with some cool guest stars. Dave Grohl did an episode. Fucking oh. hilarious, man. Oh my God, I love that. He killed, yeah. I, and it was a lot of, it was a lot of dialogue. It, was, it wasn't like a cameo. He had like 70 lines of dialogue. Uh, and, wow. and he had to sing twice. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see that. That's not out yet. Yeah, that it's on. They're all the whole season three is on Hulu right now. I can't wait to watch that. Okay. So yeah, I'll plug that. We're trying to save the show right now. We're done with uh, the Fox part of it is over, and we're trying to see if Hulu will buy it. Hulu, buy this show. It's great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's like really funny, and it's its own thing. That's what I like about Duncanville. It's like its own thing. Okay. You got anything to plug, Jen? Um, I'll be at the improv in a few hours if that does anything. I don't, think, I don't think we'll make that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm gonna be I'll be in uh the San Jose improv 
January 26th or 28th with Leanne Morgan, our former guest that we Over love. my birthday weekend. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, then you got something to do. Come to San Jose. Come see And I'll be doing a show. This is pretty exciting. In Sydney, Australia, March 16th. Wow. Yeah, that's exciting for me. Whoa. I know, Danny, you love Australia. <laughs> you just got excited. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'll what carry you your bags. I'll go. Yeah, you come with me. Uh, okay, so you've got. Okay, so this Sunday. This Sunday, come on. I've been writing season two, uh, helping out my friends, uh, the most talented people, do um, Housebroken on Fox. Um, and I was, uh, I wrote the, my very first episode. I wrote of the show is going to be the premiering this Sunday on Fox as part of a two-part, two-episode Christmas. Ex holiday right. <laughs> extravaganza. Um, I can't no, wait. To that's watch. cool. Congratulations, man. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, just like it's inspired. There's a um, little teaser. It's like animals, they celebrate the 26th and it's Trashmas. They don't know what Christmas <laughs> is, but it's just, it's the day <laughs> oh, when they can all hit the trash. And they <laughs> have, and I created a whole mythology about Trashmas and I'm excited to make it a thing so uh, oh I my god that's perfect that reminds me of, like my childhood basset hound that was trashmas for her yeah. she was just she that was her day to shine just yeah. getting knock, knock everyone's garbage cans over yeah <laughs> well, i'm excited for it mike honestly it's such a pleasure um, yeah this was a real treat a yeah. yeah we yeah. usually hate our guests but not today yeah yeah <laughs> and, and, and for really hate them and we're we're gonna leave here feeling very lukewarm on you yeah that is <laughs> You know, Danny, I'm going to go as far as to say I haven't enjoyed a guest this much since Anne Murray. Boom, yeah, I said I it. I really liked Anne Murray. I loved Anne Murray. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I nearly cried and we were done. <laughs> I Anne Murray. I didn't care for her. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for being a part of the show. Thank hey, you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, guys. And Danny, one quick thing. Thank you for Modern Family, man. Uh, I know, like, Steve and Chris and all that. But that show came along at a time when you could not sell family comedy to any network, they all thought people aren't, people don't have families anymore. They have no. made some crazy rule. About it's gotta be sparky and all, yeah, yeah, I know. I remember that. I mean, that was what was so subversive about that pilot was that it wasn't subversive. You know, it was yeah. like, it was like people liked each other. You know, it was like. Yeah, but also just great jokes and, and was, you know, terrific cast and writing. So, but it came along at a time when, uh, it was hard to sell a show like that. Yeah. You made everybody want to go after families again. So. Yeah, they still want me to go after families. I felt like I did 250. I don't know what to write anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, well, anyway, thank you so much.